0: You're listening to the Fly the W 670 podcast. We are calling this one, Hashtag Where Is Jed? Great interview, Crawley. Nice job. And in this segment, we want to remind you to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. And we want to talk about Wilson Contreras. Wilson is now officially a St. Louis Cardinal.
1: Absolutely, just seeing him in that red. I don't know how many people had their gag reflex go off, man. I know it turned <laughs> my, it turned my stomach, but eighty seven point five million dollar year uh, deal, five years, a- average annual value of about seventeen point five million dollars. Now, you know the Cardinals, and the Cardinals always have a great farm system. Um, this contract, right? was the largest financial deal in Cardinals history or a player who hadn't previously played for the organization. So the Cardinals don't mind spending. It's usually though on the players that were homegrown. The last, uh, the the previous contract, the the record-breaking contract for the Cardinals on a player that wasn't from their own organization, Dexter Fowler, 82.5 million and five years in 2016. So, um, you know, it was interesting because, you know, Wilson was negotiating with the Astros. I think there was a third team as well. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, you know, the, with, with, once the deal was done, Wilson sent out a statement. Um, he talked to the Cardinals fans and Cub fans. And he also wrote an article for the Players' Tribune, which I always like the Players' Tribune, Dustin. I don't know. You know, it's cool to kind of see what they have to say. I know it's not them necessarily writing it all the time. Right. Um, but I think that it, it definitely has um, some interesting things to kind of look at. So what he kind of said to the fans, to the city of Chicago, I love you. We share some special memories together. And I'll never forget 2016. I will be fr- grateful to this special place. I want to thank the Cubs organization for taking a chance on this kid. I played my heart out. I'm going to miss my teammates, the beautiful city of Chicago, and most of all, all caps fans okay and so i thought that was um very nice classy
0: classy move no doubt
1: now in the players tribune i thought that was the more i mean that to me was very interesting because he jumped in front of the story the very first thing he really talks about is yadi molina's a legend first ballot hall of the famers one of the best blah 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 he said, "So yeah, he's not someone you ever replace, and I'm definitely not do, looking to do that. And this to me is where, you know, that was a smart move because I think this is going to be a tough move for Wilson. I, maybe I'm I'm wrong. Maybe it's going to turn out that he's going to be great. I mean, when you think about what Wilson is, think about what he was for the, you know, 2017, 2018, 2019 Cubs, right? Before the big trade off of 2021, is that he was their fourth or fifth best hitter usually, right?" So you had, you know, Chris Bryant, you had uh, Anthony Rizzo, and then, you know, Javi Baez, and then you got to Wilson Contreras, right? So he's like your third, fourth best hitter. And, And when all those guys were traded, he moved to being the most important hitter on the team. And I don't, obviously that wasn't fair to Wilson, and that's not what he was, you know. But now when you go to a team with Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt, and you're the third, fourth, most dangerous hitting option. I think that that's going to be really good for Wilson.
0: Yeah, I think it plays into what his strengths are. And I think he wants to be a vocal and emotional leader. But when you have to be the vocal, emotional, and the actual leader at the plate, that that is a lot. And so I do think in my
1: mind, though, that there always is going to be this comparison to Yachty that he's going to have to lift up to. Of course. And I will tell you this, though, Dustin. It's
0: a two-foot putt to make that comparison, right?
1: I mean, come on. Right. But what I am concerned about is that You have to have pretty thick skin to constantly have to hear it, deal with it, and you know the the, the cardinal way and all this stuff. I have a feeling that this is going to be a really tough go for Wilson, and I think he's not a guy he blocks a lot of people on Twitter. He gets in, he gets in he gets in arguments with beat writers and television reporters and he blocks them just because they may say something that he doesn't like. You have to have thicker skin. And, oh yeah, you do. Yeah, because I think
0: it affects I think, I think it affects your play. Right. I think I think when you have that thin skin and you're worrying about all those other little things, it definitely gets in the way of you being as good as you can be at your job. And again, you know, that might be another reason, Crowley, why he's no longer a Cub. You know, well, they probably, if you and I can see that, okay, and you're you're sitting at Wrigley and I'm listening to Pat and Ron or watching every game on television, if we can see it, you know the Cubs see it.
1: Well, I think this is what the Cubs see, and this is where people were freaking out about Wilson Contreras and why I was saying this is what I thought they were going to do. Uh, Matt Clapp, who tweets at, at blogfinds, and he's a great follow, He tweeted out, he looked up the numbers. He looked up at the stats. Justin Steele with Wilson Contreras behind the plate, 397 ERA, 710 OPS. Okay, that's 79 innings pitched. When Justin Steele threw to Jan Gomes, his ERA was cut in half, 136 ERA, 563 OPS, and 39 and a half innings pitched. Kyle Hendricks, 596 ERA when he was throwing to Contreras, 283 when he was throwing to Jan Gomes. Adrian Sampson, 386 when he was throwing to Contreras, 241 when he was throwing to Gomes. Thompson, Keegan Thompson, 468 ERA when he was throwing to Contreras, 324 ERA when he was throwing to Gomes. The only one that did better throwing to Go- throwing to Contreras than Gomes was Marcus Stroman, 279 versus 298. Okay. So you take a look at the difference in those numbers. It's huge. Some of them them are absolutely eye-popping. And when you're talking about the the pitchers, right, we talked about Kyle Hendricks. Is he going to be on the team after next year when his contract's set to come off the books? I'm going to be honest, Dustin, I don't think so. Marcus Stroman has an opt-out. If the Cubs don't get Correa and Vasquez, is he going to really want to spend more years with the Cubs? Or does he think he can kind of turn around if he has a great season and parlay that into a better contract? Okay. And so when you're looking at that, who are you left with? You're left with Steele, Samson, Thompson, uh, obviously Jameson Tyone. We don't know what he's going to do with, uh, you know, how he's going to throw to Jan Gomes. I just know pitchers like to throw to him. And so the guys that you have that are coming up are all younger. Hayden Wesnicki we talked about, Ben Brown. A lot of those guys that are going to potentially come up are younger pitchers. And I think that, in my opinion, Jan Gomes is, is a target that does a great job, calls a great game, and this is why Wilson is not there. And that's why I, I talked about Christian Vasquez as being so key to the Cubs' offseason plan is that Jan Gomes cannot carry this weight. He can't, uh, he's not a guy that can catch that much. And even think about this. Why did Wilson's Contreras offensive numbers go up so much? He didn't have to catch every darn day. Okay? Right,
0: right. So, great point.
1: So you, you're going to have to have a guy that can take half the load off Gomes and that's Christian Vasquez. And, and I think the Cubs want to go that receiving route. And that's also why I was shocked, because I thought, well, maybe Wilson's not going to catch a lot for the Cardinals. In that press conference, he was saying, you know, they were saying that he's going to be pretty much the everyday catcher. And if you know anything about the Cardinals, it's uh, and again, Yadi Molina, we can have this argument all day of whether he's a first. I don't think he's at all. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, is he a Hall of Famer? I'm sure there's people that can make that argument. I, I kind of roll my eyes a little bit at it, but uh, I think the Cardinals, in, in their eyes, think he's a uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. But the one thing I can always tell you about Yachty is that pitchers love throwing to him. He called a great game. He kept everybody mellow, all that stuff. So it surprises me that all the things that Yachty did good are more of the weaknesses of Wilson and vice versa.
0: Do you think, though, a year from right now, Crawley, when we're having this discussion... Will the standardized robot umpires be in play? Because if they are, if they are, the, the receiver won't matter as much.
1: I don't know. I think because you can't, you're not going to be able to
0: steal strikes if you will because of framing and whatnot
1: right, but it's also the target, the flow that you get through, the way that you work with the catcher, the meetings that happen before the game. Yep. There's, there's a lot more to it. You're going to catch some strikes and framing. I just team. wonder, I just
0: wonder if that's where the Cardinals were going. Like they're, they're anticipating like, we can get away with this because we're going to get his bat, we're going to get his leadership. And in a year from now, the, the framing, just the just the framing aspect of it won't be as important. I mean, let you know he's a he's a bundle of energy. Wilson Contreras. A lot of people said that they complained because he was so antsy behind the plate. That was something they were always working on him.
1: Right. To, jittery, to be less, jittery, yeah, jittery,
0: less antsy. Right. right. Mm-hmm.
1: The target kind of there, and and, and he, he got better. He went from being below average framer to being slightly average. But it's just to me, it's not the cardinal way. And the other team that wanted him were the Astros, and it wasn't the like I said, they want Maldonado. So I think that's kind of it's kind of weird, Dustin. I saw some people kind of pissed at the Cardinal or at Wilson for signing with the Cardinals. I'm like, dude, the Cubs basically told him goodbye, see you later. So why oh, yeah. why, why why should he care what what the Cubs? I mean, he, he he had nice things to say about the Cub fans, but he can sign with whoever he
0: wants. Yeah, you can't blame him, but I understand yeah. Cub fans being upset about it. I almost feel like. If it came down to, it, let's say the offers were equal between the Astros and Cardinals. Let's say they both offered him the same. I think Yadi, I think, sorry, Wilson is the type of guy that he wants to stick it to the Cubs. So he would pick the, Cubs, the Cardinals over the Astros to have the opportunity to stick it to the Cubs more often than not.
1: And I'm going to disagree with you there. I'm going to say that it's actually more of, Who's going to look at me in the eye, Wilson Contreras, who's going to look me in the eye and say, you're going to be our everyday catcher. And that wasn't going to happen with the Astros. Martin Maldonado is our everyday catcher. Wilson was going to catch two games. And DH every game that he didn't or catch, right? Yep. And so that was in my opinion, is that the Cardinals said to him, You're gonna Well be listen, Crowley,
0: game. that makes a lot more sense, but that's no fun that it makes sense. <laughs> I just want that I wanna I wanna throw gasoline on the on the on the Cardinals Cubs rivalry. I, I don't wanna make sense of it.
1: I just think it, it's not fair for Cub fans to really be upset. It's like it's like imagine if you treated your your significant other like crap, and then you break up with her and then she starts dating your your you know your enemy and then you're mad about that. Well, if you didn't want
0: that situation <laughs> to happen, why did
1: why did you treat them like that? Because I like
0: I like the analogy, Crowley. I right. like I like the analogy. If you're, Very if, well done.
1: If you're looking at this situation, the Cubs basically said they tried to trade him a bunch of times. They didn't try to extend him. Not in a, in, 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 like they I think the last time they said there was a really substantial offer it was like 2017, 2018. They made it clear they didn't want him, and so you're mad because he was. You know, I think he made some comment that when holes hit number 700 or or 695, whatever it was against the Cardinals. versus. Right. Then
0: all of a sudden he wanted to be a Cardinal. Right. He thought that, 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 yeah, that doesn't sit well. Right.
1: Right. I don't, I don't, who cares? Because at that point he knew he was gone and the Cubs didn't want him. What is he supposed to say? I love you Cubs. Please don't, don't ever let me go. I mean, they made it clear then good. He probably was fantasizing about being on a lot of different teams.
0: Hey, Crowley, you got uh, some fun coming up on Saturday the 17th. That's going to be the next Saturday that we have. Tell uh, me, first of all, and then tell our great audience about uh, Cubs caroling.
1: So, this is the fourth annual Cubs caroling party that we're going to have on Saturday, December 17th. My brilliant friend and great follow on Twitter, Sun Ranto, Danny Rocket, writes, Christmas carols with Cubs lyrics. Now, this may be ringing a, a bell in your head here, and I'm going to explain why. Last year, we went out to Chris Kindlemart Mart, and, and Danny changed the words of Gloria, the tune in Excessive Dale. Glo-o-o-o-o-o-o. He changed it to Correa. Come play in Chicago. Somebody taped it, and it blew up online, over a million views. And not only that, Carlos Correa retweeted it.
0: Very and, cool. And so, Very cool.
1: That was kind of a big deal, so we're doing it. Did he again. submit? Did he
0: submit that in any of these contests that you see out there?
1: He's been in a couple contests, and he always gets robbed because the, the you know the guys that do the, one of the guys that do the contest, they always kind of seem to like it more when you kind of include their talent in the song. right. But he's right. Abso- He's absolutely brilliant when it comes to it. And so what we end up doing is we're starting on December seventeenth at output, which is a little bit south of Clark and Waveland. And we go from bar to bar. We sing three songs and we drink a beer. We go to about seven or eight bars. Then we're going to go to Chris Kindle Mart and to the scene of the crime last time where we were tape singing to Korea. And then we're going to try to get inside Wrigley Field. And then we're going to finish up at the oldest bar in Wrigley, Nisei Lounge on Sheffield and Clark. So it is absolutely a great time. A lot of fun Cub fans, a lot of people that if you're on social media, you're going to know them. Uh, I'm sure Bleacher Jeff is gonna be there. I'm sure uh, Miguel Esparza who's on the show is gonna be there. It's going to be a happening. We got this thing planned out. I bought a $15 bullhorn on Facebook Marketplace. So <laughs> it, it, it
0: is just what fun. just what the people, just with the people down at Wrigley Field trying to enjoy the Christmas needs. Crowley on a blowhorn.
1: <laughs> so everybody is invited. And if you want to get more information, not just on the Cubs Caroling party, but stuff that we're doing with Fly the W. Uh, Go ahead and follow us on all our socials, FlyTheW670 on Twitter and Instagram, FlyTheW on Facebook, and you can email us if you have any questions about any of the events or anything else at FlyTheW670 at gmail.com.
0: Well, Crowley, we'll get back together before uh, you go Caroline. but uh, hopefully there will be an Emergency Cubs podcast maybe as soon as tomorrow. It's
1: not over, Jed. I still believe, baby. Go Cubs!